The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hey everyone, quick reminder, every link in this episode can be found in the description. Here's Suzanne. Hi everybody, welcome back to a very special episode of Messages of Hope, the podcast, in which I don't bring on any guests, you're my guests. I'm here to talk to you the whole hour, just you and me talking about pets. Not do pets have souls, not do pets have spirits. Yes, that's going to be part of this hour, But really, the whole point of this is, how do we view our pets when we view life through the lens of the awakened way? If you've been following me, you know that the awakened way is this path that I teach to a way of living that just brings us a higher perspective. You know, what is spirituality? Spiritual, the spiritual path, even the religious path is all about transcending our human view, our only human view of the world. It's about moving beyond the identity that we are just this body. Spirituality is about coming to know ourselves beyond space and time, which is the soul. So it's shifting our identity to that of the soul. So today we're going to talk about How do we see pets and our relationship with pets from the eyes of the soul, the awakened way? So even if you don't have pets, don't change the channel or or stop listening or viewing right now, because this will show you a different way of viewing all relationships from the eyes, from the awareness of the soul. Okay, it would help if we go over the three main principles of the awakened way before we get going. And I've already stated one of them very clearly. You are not only human. You are this field of awareness, the soul, much more spacious than your limited human being. But that field of awareness is part of one wholeness, one divine state of awareness that you would call source or God, or in more scientific terms, consciousness. And so are pets. All that exists is fields of consciousness, awareness, patterns of energy and information, consciousness within one field, one limitless, boundless field or state or sea of consciousness, pets included, of course. So we're going to talk about 
how we see the world differently, especially our pets, when we know we're not only human. The second principle is you are part of one big web connecting all that is. So certainly we feel our connection as love very, very intimately through our pets because they are just love incarnated. But you come to see that we're connected outside the physical realm as well, what we call a, across the veil in the non-material world. I'll give examples of that today in this program. And the third principle of the awakened way is that the healing creative force of the universe, of all that is, is love. Love, the clearest definition I found for love is lack of separation. When you feel totally connected, there's no separation between me and you or between you and your pets, that's love. That is a, a state of being. It's not an emotion. It's a knowing that we are completely connected at the soul level, beyond the body, beyond space and time. All right, so what's with this shirt? Be like Nelly. This was a gift from my wonderful friend, Karen Crawford, who is absolutely love incarnate. She sent me this shirt, which she had made after meeting my dog, Nelly. Nelly and Rusty are under the desk right here where I'm sitting right now to give good energy to this program. And Nellie will run up to everybody and just, if she could hold her arms out, she would, but she just runs up and, and just exudes love. She causes people who are frowning to smile. She just is like, please let me love you. So if we could all remember to be like Nellie, the world would be a much better place. Of course, we're not gonna go up to everybody and just say, I love you. But if we could radiate that to everybody we meet, it would change all of our relationships. So a really good reminder throughout this program, you know, fill in the blank with somebody you know who is absolutely the presence of love. Did you know that that's why we're here? God is love, right? And if we are the arms, the legs, the voice of God, which we are, then we are here to be the presence of love. And our beloved pets demonstrate how to do that. So let me just start by saying that our pets, without being as self-aware as humans are, are very good at simply being, at being present. They don't worry about the things that we do because their minds aren't going all the time. They're very much aware of what's going on around them. And that's about it. They don't worry about the future. They're not obsessing about the past. I know they're very much attuned to energy. I know this for a fact, because when I meditate, my dogs run to sit right under the chair where I'm meditating, no matter where it is. I always visualize, and this is a great tool for you, a shaft of white light coming down from around us and anchoring us into the earth. So if you can sit quietly regularly and imagine the life force flowing through this shaft and, and energizing you, that creates a really good energy, very peaceful, very balanced energy. And definitely my dogs feel that. In fact, many times when I channel my guides, people will send me emails of their cats or their dogs 
riveted watching the screen. The energy is felt not just in the presence of someone who's centered and balanced and radiating love, but it goes out beyond space and time, not like radio waves, but at a level beyond our physical energy and is picked up by pets. So see if you notice a difference in your pets. Certainly if you're upset or yelling, pets will run away, right? They feel energy. Don't we humans sometimes run away when people around us get a little bit snarky? So we can take it from pets that we also tune in to energies just like pets do. So we'll be talking more about that, but I, I wanted you to notice how they react to vibes around us even more sensitive than we are. So how do we view things differently when we view with the eyes of the soul? Well, I can tell you that I've had two very, very profound experiences with the passing of our two previous dachshunds, Rudy and Gretchen. If I had not known what I know about the soul, that we are all souls, including our pets. What is the soul? Fields of energy, information, patterns of the life force, God and expression beyond space and time. If I had not known this about all creatures, including my pets, when Rudy and Gretchen passed, I would have been much more devastated than I was. It would have lasted much longer than it did, but I would not have had the same experience that I did when they passed. What I had with both of their passings is what is known as an STE, a spiritually transformative experience, and also an SDE, a shared death experience. Perhaps some of you have had STEs with loved ones who have passed, not just pets, but with our beloved human friends and family, where you suddenly have an experience that cannot be explained with the physical senses. So I'd like to share those with you. And I truly know that if I had not sensitized myself to the higher energies of spirit, if I hadn't been aware that the spirit world is real, I most likely would not have experienced what I did. So I share these stories with you to make you more aware of the kinds of things that can happen with pets passing and with human loved ones passing, but also how just knowing that things, these things are possible open us up to the possibility of these experiences ourselves. So our little Gretchen, a little long-haired black and tan dachshund, became sick with a cancerous tumor in the back of her throat that spread to her brain. And it was very traumatic for all of us when we found out that she had this and we knew that her time was very limited. This is going to get a little bit uh, sad, but bear with me because the, the ending is very uplifting. But we have a dear friend, Beth Pasacarnas. If you've read my book, Wolf's Message, you know that uh, Beth is Wolf's stepmother and she is a veterinarian. And she performs in-home euthanasia. She used to have her own private practice and she sold that practice to do this full-time. She found that to be her calling. It's not something I could handle because even though I work with people as a medium and they're in grief, that up-close uh, energy 
of being present when a dog passes would be way too much for me. But she absolutely sees that as sacred work, knowing that it helps to ease their pain. And in fact, I interviewed Beth on my podcast, and I'll put a, a link to that here. But in any case, she told me, when it's time for your dogs to pass, I'll be there for you. And when we told her that Gretchen was, was uh, sick with this tumor, she told me, you will know when it's time. And as Gretchen got clearly sicker and sicker, I, I said, I'm not sure how to know exactly when it's time. And she said, watch her. She will go up against a wall and press her head against the wall. It, it's a sign that, that she's hurting and that it's time to go. So that was very interesting to me. And certainly we didn't want to, to help Gretchen any sooner than it was time, but we wanted to keep her as long as we could. And it was Christmas Eve several years ago, probably about four years ago. And I knew that Gretchen was hurting. We were giving her pain pills, but, but she was just, she was being a trooper and we just didn't feel that it was time yet. We didn't want to let her go. Cause as you know, when you have pets, they're like your family. And I don't have biological children and these were my babies. So it was Christmas Eve and I was lying on the bed feeling really sad because I knew we didn't have a whole lot of time with Gretchen. And she was on the bed with me. Ty was in the other room and Gretchen walked right up to me and she stared at me like I had never seen her look at me. And I know that there are people who are animal communicators but you didn't need to be an animal communicator to know what her message was. She was clearly saying, mommy, I'm ready. Ooh, never did I know anything as clear as that. And I got up and I went to my husband, Ty, and I told him, and he looked at me and he said, but I'm not. And I got a little bit, little bit tense because I said, honey, we have to listen to Gretchen. And he said, just give me a little more time. And we have to understand that he would never let our dog suffer, but he hadn't seen what I saw. So I just felt, okay, she didn't give us that sign yet that Beth told us about. So we'll just see. But I know that that was her message that when she gave us that sign, it would be okay. So the next day was Christmas. We were invited to a brunch just around the corner from here, and the dog seemed okay. Gretchen had slept through the night, but she wouldn't take her pain pill, and I had to crush it up and gave it to her in a syringe of liquid. It was, it was not a good time. So we went to the brunch, and I was totally not into that brunch. I was not happy to be there. I just wanted to be with our baby, and halfway through the meal, suddenly I heard, go home now. And I excused myself from the guest, our hostess. And I said to Ty, I have to go home. And I walked in the front door. I looked around to find Gretchen who did not greet us at the door. And there she was across the great room, standing against the wall with her head pressed into the wall. I went over and I comforted her and I picked up my phone and I called Ty and I said, this is what Gretchen's doing. I know we don't want her to go, but we got our sign. We have to bring her peace. We have to call Beth. And Ty said, absolutely, absolutely, I'm coming home. So he was home within minutes 
when we got on the phone and Beth had told us she would come anytime, no matter what, even if it was Christmas day. And we called her and she was in the middle of a beautiful meal at a restaurant Christmas morning. And uh, she said, I'm on my way. And she and her husband, Mike, Wolf's dad, showed up together. And Mike is so, such a beautiful soul. He was very sensitive, but he couldn't be in the same room with us. He went back in our guest room and he just sat and prayed and held sacred space for all of us. And I had never had to be present when we help a dog or a cat or any pet across the Rainbow Bridge. And I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that we didn't want to appear sad or upset in front of either of our dogs. And Gretchen laid in a little bed on the floor. And, and I, I hope this isn't too hard for you to take, but please stay with me because what happened next is the point of this whole story. And then what happened afterwards also is, is quite wondrous. So Rudy was sniffing around and it's, it's very interesting that Beth told us later that often when she helps clients with multiple pets, the other pets will be interested until the moment when the pet's soul leaves the body and then the other pets instantly lose interest in it because that's the vital force in all of us. And that pet that they knew is no longer there. Isn't that fascinating? So the first thing Beth did was, was uh, administer uh, a sedative. So Gretchen was very peaceful and sleeping. And we were just trying, again, not to appear, appear upset, but we were kneeling down on the floor next to the bed. Ty was to my left. I was in the middle and Beth was to the right doing her thing. And by the way, Beth, as a scientist, a veterinarian, did not believe in any of this about the spirit world until her stepson, Wolf, came through. And everything that unfolded in my book, Wolf's Message, convinced her that there is a spirit world and that we are all guided. And as she works now, she calls on her former mentor who is in spirit to help her and guide her to do her best every time she works, which is another way of living the awakened way. So when she finally administered the medicine that would help Gretchen pass, as it took effect, we saw no difference in that little body lying there because she was already sleeping. But suddenly, so unexpected to me. I felt this whoosh as this spirit, this soul of Gretchen leaped out of her body and ran around me. It was running around me. I couldn't see it, but I felt her. I felt total joy. And she said, I'm free. I'm free. And then just whooshed away, upward. It was so sun stunning, so filled with joy, so free of this body that must have been so uncomfortable for a while that I was crying tears of joy, absolute tears of joy. And Ty looked at me and, and Beth looked at me and they got caught up in that energy. They felt the, the joy and their tears were coming and it absolutely shifted the entire energy present. And as traumatic as it was to have to say goodbye to our baby and to watch Beth carry her lovingly in the bed out to her car, 
I remained in this suspended state of awareness, the soul's awareness that even in our darkest grief, all is well. That Gretchen was not gone, that she exists in this state of perpetual being. And that is joy to know that. And I will tell you that that state stayed with me for about 24 hours. What a gift that shared death experience was. What a gift to know that we are not those bodies. I knew it before at a knowing level, but now I knew it at an experiential level beyond anything. And that beautiful pet helped me to know that. So I said it lasted about 24 hours. And after that, the grief came. And even knowing that they're okay, their terms of being, their physical presence is still around you all the time. And that's part of grief, repatterning your field to the lack of their physical energy. And so I cried and I wailed and I wanted off the planet, but that's, that's good to feel that. That's good to allow it. If we shove it down and say we shouldn't feel that way, then we're not allowing that normal flow that helps us to adjust to any loss. And it is the loss of the physical presence. But I knew that Gretchen was still here. And then the next gift came when I went into meditation. And without even asking, I felt Gretchen's presence. She was with me. And it's it was so funny because even though I'm a medium, I never communicated as clearly with Gretchen before she passed as after she passed. And what was funny was she came through speaking to me in full sentences in my native language, English, of course. Now, how does that work? It's because all communication is energetic. It's carried in frequencies that the brain picks up and translates into whatever language you speak. So I can connect with people who only spoke Hungarian in this physical world. And when they're across the veil, when they communicate with me telepathically, my brain picks up their information that they're transferring and translates it into what I understand, which is English. So here's Gretchen saying, mommy, I'm fine. And she was telling me that, you know, how much she loved me, but I felt her presence viscerally. Now you might say, how do you know you're not making this up when your beloved pet or loved one in human form comes to you from across the veil? Well, many times the best way is when they say something you don't expect to hear. And she sure did. Even though it may be clear and obvious to everyone, I worried that we caused her to wait too long. You know, she came to me the day before, she was clearly hurting. I worried that we caused her too much pain. And I said, Gretchen, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if we kept you here too long. And she replied, and this is when I knew it came from her. She said, mommy, you didn't cause me to suffer. I gave you your sign. That was the right time. I wasn't ready to go yet till I gave you that sign. Oh, did I cry then? Because you remember, I walked in the door. I was guided. Remember, right in the middle of the brunch, go home now. 
That's us, that's the soul watching out for us and watching out for all of us. And the soul knew. I walked in the door and there was that sign. But until that point, I just hadn't put the two together that, that Gretchen had actually waited and knew. She knew the time was now. So maybe that was a Christmas gift, right? I hope that some of that has helped you find some peace. And if you ever face that situation, to, to watch and see if you sense the soul. So our beloved Rudy, who was actually older than Gretchen, we'd have him longer, had been sick for about two years and going downhill steadily and very, very hard to know when his time would come. And uh, we did not have the sense he would give us the same sign as Gretchen did, but it was very clear. I was having to give him intravenous fluids daily and he finally couldn't stand up anymore. He was just tired. His body was just worn out. And we finally made that call to Beth and it's just gut-wrenching as you know, but I had had that shared death experience with Gretchen and I wondered, will I have another such experience with Rudy? And here's the thing. You can't make up those experiences. That's how you know it's real. You can't imagine a presence. It's present and you know it, you feel it. So I was just wondering if that would happen. So same scenario again, we're kneeled down on the floor with Rudy in his little bed and Beth administered the medications. And the moment that that medication kicked in, I felt this presence step in from my left side. Actually, this was just before that. This huge presence just stepped into me in such a way that I literally went, ugh. And Ty looked at me because it just gave me this, this jolt or like a push. And then just then, I felt Rudy's soul vault out of his body. And much to my surprise, I felt Gretchen. And I didn't feel her that often after she passed. And this was a full year later when Rudy passed. And all of a sudden, these two dogs that had never played together, because Gretchen was a little standoffish with Rudy, were just ripping around together, playing with each other. And she had clearly come to escort her brother across the veil. Because I said out loud, again, crying and laughing with utter stupefaction. Oh my God, Gretchen is here and Rudy and Gretchen are playing and there they go together to cross this metaphorical rainbow bridge. Does that mean they're going away to us to some far off place? No, they're going to a new state of being that is clearly here with us, but they show it to us in a way that we understand. We're going to the new chapter in our lives. We're going to our new reality. So away they go only to be felt again later as I feel their presence around us. So two shared death experiences that I hope show you how when we bring in soul awareness, when we live the awakened way and come to know I am more than this body, our pets are more than this body, all that I see is more than physical matter, but fields of interacting consciousness source, the life force, it changes everything. And I hope you can take this awareness to the, the passing of any loved one, pets or human 
plants even, everything is source energy. So how do our beautiful souls of pets make themselves known? Many times the same way as our loved ones by giving us signs from across the veil. I'd like to share with you some personal ones that we had since Rudy and Gretchen passed. All of you may be familiar with that sound of a dog when it shakes its head, their ears flap, their collar may shake. And my beloved husband, Ty, twice has been completely alone with windows shut, one time in our recreational vehicle, the other time in the car, and he heard Rudy's head shake clear as day. I wish I had heard that. I know that Beth shared with me a story of helping a couple's great Dane cross the veil and she went to see them and they were both so excited afterwards when she delivered the cremains to them in a beautiful urn. They said, we're so excited. We asked our dog to send us a sign and you can ask as well that it's okay. And both of them at the same time heard their dog's head shake. I can imagine a great Dane's ear flapping sound is pretty loud. Another time, and this was really significant, that Ty and I both shared this experience is we were lying in bed and all of a sudden, both of us felt one of our dogs walk across our feet. This is something that Rudy used to do every night for the full year before he passed. He, getting old, like a lot of us, couldn't get through the whole night without having to go to the bathroom. And Ty would get up every night without complaint ever. We love that dog so much. And Rudy was Ty's boy. And Rudy would walk across our feet because he slept on the right side of the bed and the door was over at the left. He would walk across our feet and stare at the door. And that was the sign. I got to go. And dad would get up, Rudy, dog, Ty, dog, dad would get up and take Rudy out. So here it was several months after Rudy passed and we felt one of our dogs, we now have Rusty and Nellie walking across our feet. And we thought, we said out loud because it woke us up. Oh no, who has to go to the bathroom? And Ty reached to his right and there was Rusty. And he reached down and there's Nellie where she always sleeps. And he said, both the dogs are over here sleeping. And I said, you felt that too? He said, you felt that too? And we knew it was, oh, I got goosebumps. It was Rudy saying, I'm okay. I'm right here. So beautiful ways with the physical sensation of our dogs. And how is that possible? Because what we call physical is just interacting fields of consciousness. That's what all of us are. Matter is not solid, especially not to those in the spirit world. It's all relative. So honor those feelings. And now that you know that this is real because you're living the awakened way, you'll be more aware of it and you'll trust it when it happens. I know that our pets have to go to some effort, just like our loved ones across the veil in physical human form now in spirit have to go to some effort to flicker the lights, etc. I heard a story of a woman who's uh, cat used to play, or maybe it was a dog used to play with a ball. And after the pet passed, the ball would roll across the floor seemingly on its own. So let's see, let me see if I have other signs. 
Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Those are my only personal examples, but I'll bet that you have some you can contribute. Now, because the rea- the every reality is relative, don't assume that your pets see the world the same way we do. In fact, just like some humans can see spirit objectively with eyes open, and that's a great way to know that you can definitely connect as a medium. You might want to to, to pull that thread a little more, but even as a, as a medium now, I rarely see spirits objectively, but our pets can sometimes see spirit, the non-material presences objectively. Not all pets though. So I feel this is kind of like not all humans see spirit objectively, not all pets. And here's my reason why I say that. My whole journey began when my stepdaughter Susan crossed the veil and I began sitting, meditating daily to connect with her. And that was that is what has resulted in me coming to live the awakened way and to share it with all of you. But every day I would sit and I would say, Susan, let me sense you. Let me feel your presence. Let me see you. I wasn't sensing her, but I began to open up to the greater reality intuitively and started to tune into guides and other higher beings long before I connected with Susan. But Rudy showed me that when Rudy was still in physical form, that he could see Susan. Maybe you have a personal experience of your own pets after a loved one has passed, looking up at something you can't see, but they very clearly see. So one day I was sitting in my living room meditating. I was the only one home. Ty was off working somewhere and I'm meditating. And I said, Susan, I would love to see you. And I opened my eyes softly gazing to see if I could see her objectively, even though I didn't feel her at that time. And suddenly Rudy and Gretchen were out in the kitchen in their little beds. Rudy shot out of his bed, ran down the hallway where I could see him and started staring up at the front door. Now this is how I know that pets see things differently because Gretchen stayed in her bed. She was not seeing what Rudy saw. So I looked up and I said, do you see Susan? And just then Rudy took a few steps, like three feet to his left, stepped up on the landing to the stairway that went up to the second floor and stared up directly at a portrait of Susan that was framed and hanging on the wall above him. Phenomenal. I looked at Rudy, I looked at that picture and I said, Susan, you're standing there, aren't you? Clearly she had seen Rudy staring at her over by the door. Maybe she even came in the front door, not really needing it, and then moved over to the painting so that he would look up at it. And then she clearly moved into the living room and sat in the chair right beside me because Rudy came into the living room jumped up on the couch, 
and stared at that chair with his ears pinned against his head and his head cocked a little as if to say, who are you and why are you sitting there? <laughs> Actually, as I come to think of it, he knew Susan because they had met. So he must have realized who she was, but why are you looking so vaporous, right? And what are you doing here now? I can't smell you like I used to. That was a magical moment for me. Rudy also showed me that my guides, Sanaya, are present when I channel. Of course they are, but I don't see them. One day I was getting ready for my weekly channeling sessions that I used to do when I lived back in Florida. I would have a group that we called the Heart Circle, who would come, 12 beloved friends would come every Sunday at 7 p.m. And I would channel Sanaya and they would answer their questions. And they gave me the opportunity to to practice holding Sanaya's presence and channeling them. And I'm so grateful to all of them. But I would usually get ready about 15 minutes beforehand, go into my meditation room, expand my my awareness and go through my bless me method, the seven steps to connecting with higher consciousness that I teach. And I finished a little early this one Sunday. So I went in and sat in the living room to wait for our friends to arrive. Rudy had been across the room in his bed and suddenly he stood up, moved to the center of the room and began staring up at several different locations. It was so obvious he could see beings that I couldn't. And I said, Ty, look at Rudy. And Ty was over across the room working on his computer. He looked at Rudy and he says, he sees something. And I said, not something, someone. I sat back there and I asked Sanaya to gather and Sanaya, my guides are a collective consciousness. They're, they're multiple beings. And Rudy was very clearly seeing Sanaya. And then Rudy crossed the rest of the way, jumped up on my lap and began looking over my shoulder. And I silently said to Sanaya, whichever one of you he's looking at, please move now to my other shoulder. And Rudy went like this and moved his head very clearly watching whatever it was he was seeing. And I know it was a being of light move exactly how I had asked. The timing was irrefutable. That to me was what I call an N-O-E, a no other explanation moment than that he was seeing spirit. And if I hadn't been living the awakened way, if I had only been in only human mode at that point, I never would have known to ask my dog to, or ask the spirits to move so that my dog would see it. You understand? So the more you come to trust that the spirit world is real, you can interact with the spirits and get your pets to interact with them. You are open to this kind of experience. When your dog or your cat acts unusually, you understand what's going on. It's the web. You're part of one big web connected with all that is. It's the web showing itself to you. And that creative force is a loving force. It is the force that animates all of us. I remember one time being in the bathroom brushing my teeth and Rudy ran in, stopped, 
looked up behind me, and I have never seen a dog do this. He started backing up very deliberately, but not taking his eyes off of whatever very large presence was behind me. If I hadn't been living the awakened way, I might have been frightened by that. But instead, I just knew it was a powerful, benevolent presence. And I just found it so amusing. I knew it was just an angel. Just. <laughs> it was really amusing. So have you had these kind of experiences? Let me see. One other, any other. Oh, yeah, another experience. And then I'll move on and we'll bring in some cats. Don't worry about that. Definitely, I'll, I'll tell some cat stories here in a moment. But uh, two other experiences of dogs sensing spirits, and I'm sorry to the cat people, but that's just my personal experience. I was speaking to a gathering, an affiliate group of Helping Parents Heal when I was out in California, and we were gathered in the garden of the hostess, the affiliate leader, and I was bringing through, connecting with her son in spirit when their dog jumped up on the seat and stared right at me. Now, this was a pit bull. And I have to tell you, it made me a little nervous. I'm used to little dachshunds. And this dog was just staring at me. And the mother and father of the son in spirit couldn't help but notice they said, he just doesn't do that with strangers. But you see, when, when a medium connects with the spirit, we ask them to merge their energy fields with ours. So he was very clearly sensing their son in spirit. And at that point, the son said to me, that's my dog. He rescued me. I conveyed that to his parents and they said that was his dog and it was a rescue dog, but he always felt that way about him, that that dog saved him. So ooh, goosebumps again. Isn't that a great story? So your dogs, your cats, they see you. And here's another example of how they see spirit. If you watch my Moments of Truth videos, I recently did one that you can find online that we'll put a link here talks about orbs. Sanaya answered, are orbs spirit? Are orbs real? What are orbs? And they said that they're energetic beings. I have the most wonderful video. Maybe I'll put it on the tail end of this program. So those of you who are watching this in video form will see it. I hope you stick around for that because it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful example of what I'm about to share with you. That if you use technology like ring cameras, security cameras, you can capture orbs on them. And this video shows very clearly, after I did a reading for a mom one time in spirit and brought through her daughter, her daughter said, mom, you're gonna see a shooting star. I'm your shooting star. That didn't mean anything to the mom. And I said, look, don't just stare at the sky waiting for this star. You'll see it in a magical, wondrous way. The very night after that reading, the mom had recently installed a security camera in her living room. She got up in the middle of the night to make sure it was working. And you'll see on this video, the screen of her computer, you can tell it's a black and white security camera and it's focused on the living room. And you can see their dog lying on the floor. Just then you see this orb go shooting through the living room just like a shooting star. And then you see the dog's head fly up as if to say, 
what the heck was that? It's the most wondrous moment to watch this dog can clearly see this orb fly right over his head. And the timing of this is perfect because just this morning, our executive producer for the Messages of Hope show, my wonderful friend, Lynette Setscorn, sent me a video. She was videoing her uh, nephew's dog that she's dog sitting this weekend. And you can see the same exact situation. An orb goes right across the room, over the dog's head, and it looks up. So clearly, some dogs can tune into energy information patterns that are present that we can't see. So how much is here that we can't see? The entire field of consciousness. When you live the awakened way, you take your blinders off. You open to a world of limitless possibilities. That's what your soul is now, a field of limitless possibilities. By the way, my book, my new book, is coming out April 30th with Hay House. It's called The Awakened Way, Making the Shift to a Divinely Guided Love. Life. <laughs> love is what it's all about. Sure, life is an acronym for love in full expression. And when you live the awakened way, you live consciously connected, fully aware that we are love in full expression and you are divinely guided moment by moment. Check out my website, Scroll down on the homepage and click the link to go to this wonderful promotion that we're running right now. If you pre-order The Awakened Way, we have a bunch of really nice gifts for you. And there's a contest for uh, earning a free reading with me and some special sessions with Sanaya online. So back to our pets. I have brought through multiple pets in readings. It's not my specialty to be an animal communicator or an animal medium. But when animals come through, they feel to me just like loved ones across the veil. I feel their presence. I can tune into specific personalities. And trust me, in the beginning of doing readings, I didn't know it was possible to tune into pets. I just had not been trained in that. I wasn't aware of it. But the very first time I did a reading, here comes my cat story. For all you cat lovers out there, I was not ignoring you. A woman came on. Uh, the phone for a phone reading. This was back before we had Zoom. And she said, I'm in terrible grief, but I'll tell you right up front, I'm grieving my child, but my child was my cat. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, how am I going to get evidence from a cat? You see, I'm trained in evidence-based mediumship. And that means I'm not just going to say, oh yes, I sense your cat and your cat is fine. And it's showing up as a beautiful being of light. I may sense that, but I need to back it up with things that I couldn't possibly know about that being, in this case, a cat, but I didn't know how I could get evidence. So I tuned in and I felt the presence. You just know when somebody steps in a room and it's like that in mediumship, but you can actually feel a shift in the energy and you can tune into personality. So I said to this cat, you're going to need to show me things I don't know about you. And that it showed me in my mind's eye that it fit in the palm of her hand when it got this kitten. I mean, not a kitten bigger than a hand, literally smaller than the palm of her hand. And then it showed me the number 18, this cat. It was a male, my guides just told me. So he showed me 
that he passed at 18 and he showed me sneezing and tuning in with claircognizance, I knew that that cat had passed from a respiratory illness. So right away, the, my client said, oh my God, I had that kitten since he was fit in my hand. He absolutely just passed. He lasted till 18 and he had uh, pneumonia. So right off the bat, oh my God, you can get evidence from a cat. And it went on with this cat showing me that he slept right up against mom's right hip, very specific in the bed all the time. That was his spot. She validated that. And then this cat showed me that he used to ride along in the car with mom and she would walk him on a leash. I never knew on anybody who took cats with them in their car. Maybe you, some of you are cat lovers and you say, well, of course I'm not leaving my cat behind, but she took it everywhere. So that was my first time of validating that. And then I remember this cat that came through and it's another case. And it showed me very clearly how happy it was that his mom loved it so much that she moved homes so that the cat could have a garden and chase bluebirds. How's that for specific evidence? You just have to trust when you sense this. And the client said, absolutely. I lived in New York City and I wanted my cat to have more room. So I moved to an apartment that had a rooftop garden with grass. And I would take the cat and we would sit out there and bluebirds would come and land and the cat would chase the bluebirds. Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. Now, here's a funny thing for you. I've forgotten all about this to this moment. And I thank Sanaya for popping this in my mind. And I thank Rudy too. Rudy was so funny. When we would take him for walks, if he would see a cat, he would not lunge at it. He would sit back and make this funny sound that he only ever made when he saw a cat. It, it sounded like, like this. Mm. I hope you can hear that just as a little... Hmm? sound. Well, I was getting ready to do a reading one day. I was going through my bless me method just a few minutes beforehand to expand my consciousness, to raise my vibration. And Rudy, who always sat on the bed when I gave readings from the bedroom in my RV on, on Zoom or on the phone, suddenly, as I'm just getting in a nice expanded state of consciousness, Rudy walked to the end of the bed Kind of, I was sitting perpendicular on a chair. He walked over here next to me, sat up, stared up, and went, mm. and I started laughing. And I said, we're going to see a cat in today's reading, aren't we, Rudy? Because the cat was already drawing near. And sure enough, in that reading, my client had a cat across the veil. It happened two more times before Rudy passed, that I would be getting ready for a reading and Rudy saw the cat. Absolutely awesome. Getting back to another dog story before I tell a cat story, I remember one of my favorite readings was when I'm doing a reading and suddenly, oh, two more dog stories. I sensed a little Shih Tzu. I could see it clear as day, knew the color of this Shih Tzu. And I went, ow, as I got a sharp pain in the back, right where my kidney was on my left side. And I told my client, I have a pain in my kidney and I know this is simply a symptom from your Shih Tzu that it passed from kidney disease. Absolutely accurate. Able to pass along the, the, the real 
message of any mediumship connection, your dog is still part of your life. He's right here, which of course was the message from those two cats as well. They are still with you. That's the thing about pets. They don't, they don't need to create any other environment for themselves across the veil. Like sometimes our loved ones will build a house that they would have liked and, and they, they, they enjoy their time in that. But our pets like to just hang out in our homes with us here and, and lie on the bed with us still at night. To this day, Ty and I, every night we say good night, Rusty and Nellie, and then good night, Rudy and Gretchen, acknowledging them because we know they're still with us. In the case of this Shih Tzu, I gave um, several messages to his mom, but at that point, I hadn't realized, is he male or female? I didn't want to ask my client. I said to the dog, were you a boy dog or a girl dog? And I sensed male. I didn't hear an answer, but I wasn't quite sure. So I said to him silently, you were a boy? And just then, he rolled over on his back, and I said, yeah, uh, this dog just showed me he was a male dog. And the mom said, yeah, it was a boy. And I silently in that moment said to my guides, listen, let's not do that with humans who come through. <laughs> just a little spirit humor there. Oh gosh, my favorite reading with a pet, the most accurate one was when I brought through a cat for my my uh, dear friend and former student, Vicki Crane. Her cat's name was Asti. And I didn't know at the time how desperately grieving Asti that Vicky was, but that reading was transformational for her for the evidence that Asti brought through, showing me what a close bond they had. Asti showed me a little uh, box that it that his something of his was in it. He showed me that inside that box was his paw print. Vicky later sent me a bowl with a picture of. Asti's paw print in that box. There was so much evidence in that, but one of the most uh, telling to me and spoken to me in English, because that's how the brain translated it, when Asti said to me very proudly, I protected my mom, Vicky. It was my job. And I said that just as Asti transmitted it to me, and Vicky started laughing to me, she said, that her husband used to go on frequent work travel. He would leave the house and as he was getting to leave for a few days, getting ready to leave, he would walk up to Asti the cat, get down and say to him, listen, I want you to protect your mom. That's your job. So you see, you can get evidence from a cat. We can communicate with our beloved pets because they are still very much part of our lives. Love in its infinite expression never dies, be that through our pets, be that through our loved ones. So with all of that having been said, I'd like to end this beautiful discussion about how to know through the awakened way that love never dies, that you can communicate with your pets as well whether here, they're here in physical form or across the rainbow bridge and still accessible to you, use the awakened way to know and trust that they are still here. Speak to them often because they hear you. They sense you, just like we say goodnight to Rudy and Gretchen. Acknowledge their presence. Know that they hang around you. Look for their signs and spend time in the silence 
expanding your awareness. Check out my video, Seven Steps to Connecting with Higher Consciousness. You can also find that very easily on the gifts page of my website. And that will show you a beautiful method to expand your consciousness and get into the, the optimal state for connecting with pets and loved ones across the veil. Check out my book, The Awakened Way. And by the way, you want to spend 10 days basking in the awakened way with me and with other members of our community, check out on my homepage also the link to the Mediterranean Odyssey that we're going to go on in September. 10 days of learning the awakened way and 14 hours of workshops with me. Trust me, the hardest part about that cruise for Ty and for me will be having to find a house sitter for our beloved pets because they are our children. But uh, if you can join us, that's wonderful. If not, many other ways to live the awakened way. And this podcast is one of them. I hope that I've opened you to, to more possibilities, to seeing your pets now, just as we see each other as souls in physical form. Uh, to look for shared death experiences and expect it and hope for it now that you know that that is possible with pets and loved ones, to look for signs that they send us and to acknowledge that life in its many forms is love in full expression. I love you all because I feel the connection at the soul level with all of you. Thank you to this beautiful community that uh, gathers when we share these videos live, but also Know that the energy extends every time this is played, every time you view it or listen to it, you pick up this higher energy. Your soul soaks it up. All right, you go out and have a great week. I love you all. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the dog and orbs video and the other links referenced in this podcast. They're all in the description below. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.